What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Monday, so time to go over the top waiver wire ads for week four. There were actually some pretty big injuries this last week, and while most of them will not be long-term, which is good, they do remind us, you know, just how much value can change, especially for running backs that you roster on your bench. So if you have access to the website, you can follow along with the waiver wire table that I posted and see exactly, you know, how I would order these players, how much fab I would spend on them. But overall. There are around 10 or so players that I'd spend any amount of fab on. So outside of the top around 10, uh, it would just be like, you know, either 0% fab or wait until waivers are over and then claim them. Uh, but realistically, this week is pretty top heavy towards the top, like four to seven players, kind of depending on the position that you need. So we'll start off with running back, probably the most important position this week. Five names I have listed. Four of them are high priorities. We've got Khalil Herbert, Alexander Madison, Brian Robinson, and Jamal Williams. If any of those four are on free agency, you have to be going after them. Uh, it doesn't really honestly even matter about positional need. Even if you've got a ton of running backs, like those are those are just names you, you kind of have to go after. You just don't want your league mates to get them, and they're pretty valuable. So you're going to want them on your roster. Uh, I've mentioned Herbert for a few weeks now as someone who you can't be starting but who has league winning upside if Montgomery got hurt and realistically I thought um, had a chance at some point in the season to just take over from Montgomery he's a really really good running back so this isn't some back that you know has no talent had a really lucky game like he's good and if they give him the touches he's going to be you know weekly low end one to high end two very dependent on the matchup. I just think everyone got like a glimpse of that last week. We saw Montgomery go down after what, two or three carries. Uh, Herbert responded, 20 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns, adds on two receptions, 12 yards. We know from what we have talked about, he's not a receiving back. So a lot of his production will always come on the ground, even if there's no David Montgomery. Now, he's not going to do that every week, obviously. But like I said, he's a good running back. For any time that Montgomery misses, you're going to want to be starting Herbert. Now, this one is tricky, and so is the one we'll talk about next, is that Montgomery might not miss any time. Like, he might be back this next week, and, you know, I'm recording this Monday. It's going to go out a little bit after I record it. It is possible that you got to submit these claims, what, really late in the night on Tuesday, like before Wednesday morning. We just might not no. So I think one big thing with running backs this week is pay attention to the news, kind of try and judge how likely each of the running backs that got injured is at playing this next week. And whoever's unlikely to play, I want their backup more than the other one. So kind of tough to tell you exactly how I'd order it right now, but that needs to be in your back of the back of your mind. Like if we know Montgomery's back next week, well, obviously Herbert's gonna drop down the list. A little bit. Um, so again, same thing for Madison. Cook, I guess, different situation that like Cook got hurt really late in the game. He has the shoulder injury. So we didn't see Madison explode, but I think everyone watching this knows that like if the same thing had happened where like Cook went down after, you know, two, three plays, Madison would have had a great week. We'd be talking about him in the exact same way as Herbert. Uh, again, Neither of these injuries seem long-term. It definitely seems like Cook's going to play in week four. So again, please watch the news for both of these. If either are going to miss time, they probably become the top add. 
But even if they're not going to miss time, you want to be going after them because we know how high their upside is if uh, the starter does miss any games. The number one ad, though, in my opinion, because I think um, starter is going to you know, see the best chance of missing time, is Jamal Williams. Uh, Swift has a shoulder injury that they said, and again, this report like just came out. We're going to learn a lot about this. But the report comes out that he has the shoulder injury. It won't require surgery, but it could force him to miss some time. Again, don't exactly have a timetable yet for that. But I've listed Jamal as the number one uh, claim because, you know, just seeing very brief reports about these injuries, it seems like Swift is more likely to miss time. Now, I listed Jamal as a must-own running back this summer uh, because not only is he going to have value while Swift is healthy, he has league-winning upside if Swift ever got hurt. Now, unfortunately, most of you hated that take, uh, so I'm not really sure how many you ended up drafting him, but he's the running back five right now through week three, and in my opinion, again, is the clear number one ad if Swift is going to miss any games. Now, they will absolutely activate another running back, so don't think that like we see this a lot when the starter goes down and then a backup gets all these touches that everyone like projects that to happen the next week. But what's going to happen is if Swift misses the game, they're going to activate a running back that wasn't active this last week, and they're going to split time with Williams, and the odds are that running back will take work in the receiving game. So we're not going to get Jamal as like a super featured running back getting 25, 27 touches per game. But that doesn't matter. If Swift misses any games, you're starting Jamal Williams in all of those weeks. He has high touchdown upside regardless of Swift's health. Like now that he's potentially missing games, obviously the touchdown upside goes even higher. The yardage upside is there. Like you just have to be adding Jamal Williams. After that, I think uh, pretty clearly fourth is Brian Robinson. But someone I'm still very, very excited about. Um, I have him in two of my three leagues. He's just sitting there on the IR. I'm very excited to finally get to be playing him. Uh, it really does seem like he's going to be back in week five, which is absolutely wild. You know, and just such an incredible comeback that he's just able to return this quickly. Uh, every week we're getting more and more videos of him doing drills, being on the field. Like, again, it really seems like he's eligible to come back in week five, and that's going to happen. I feel like... Uh, Everyone is going to be rooting for him, uh, but it's very just like easy to, right? Like he's got this story obviously coming back, but he also looked good in camp. And I mean, he was even like announced as the starter like a month ago. Uh, and despite what the Eagles did to them this last week, remember we said the Eagles are going to make a lot of teams that are decent on offense look bad. So despite what they look like this week, the commanders are still like a solid offense. You know, they're not the dumpster fire they used to be. And so if he's a free agent in your league, he's someone that hasn't been playing, obviously, so far on IR through week four, but any running back that you could tell me is going to get consistent snaps, maybe be the goal line back, maybe take over as the lead back by like week six, week seven, week eight, you got to be rostering that player, especially because for right now, you can keep him on IR. So it's like a free ad almost. So please, if he's on free agency, get him. So those are the top four, like pretty clear top four in my eyes. And then the one more is Jalen Warren. Obviously, Najee didn't get injured, but Warren is the clear handcuff. And whenever we can identify the very clear backup to a player, and then we know that backup looks good because Warren looks really, really good whenever he gets touches, you want to be rostering them. 
because if Najee went down, we're going to have the same thing as we have with Jamal, with Herbert. Like, it's going to cost you, you know, 25% of your fab to get Warren. Why not roster him as your last bench spot now before that ever happens? And it really just goes back to what I opened with. Like, it is possible that all the five running backs I just listed don't have any real value in week four, and you're not starting any of them if all the starters are healthy. But you know, if you saw what happened this week with Herbert and you understand that each of these running backs has significant upside, you can see that it makes sense that one of your final roster spots on your bench doesn't need to be someone you're consistently moving in and out of the lineup. It should be someone that you're usually not starting, but if something happens, they can become a clear starter for your team and get you into playoffs. So I'd be using uh, that last bench spot on these running backs because if like Montgomery, Cook, Gibson, Swift, Najee ever miss time, these are five league winners. The most valuable ads after that, I would say, are the tight ends. This week, there's a few tight ends that are available in a good amount of leagues that, you know, tight ends are really tough position. If you didn't draft a top five tight end, even if you did for some of them, like tight ends a wasteland, like especially this season so far, if you don't have Kelsey or Andrews, and that's it, basically that top two, then you've been struggling at the tight end position. Pretty much everyone else has busted so far. Now, that's not to say they will for the entire season. It's only been three games, and some of them have really good like underlying usage. But we knew going into the season, tight end is a difficult position in fantasy. And so whenever you have tight ends playing a lot of snaps, getting red zone usage, and just being on the field a lot on at least okay offenses, you want to be rostering them. And so this week, top three in my eyes, are David Joku, Gerald Everett, and then Conklin. Everett and Conklin were high on the list last week, and so I would imagine that like if you needed tight end, you probably would have already gotten them. But Joku was not, and I did not see this explosion coming at all. He had, I believe it was one target in week one, and then five targets in week two, so it wasn't used all that much. Then he just erupts on Thursday night, catches nine of ten targets, 89 yards and the touchdown like you know any tight end that's capable of that but that also we know is athletic we know just got paid a ton of money we know is going to be on the field a ton like just needs to be rostered that's not to say next week he can't go out there and have three or four targets and you'd be like oh what the heck like you know like i i benched him and then i started him and he does nothing i added him for like you know five percent of my fab and then he does nothing like yeah that's the tight end position you know like that's just going to happen but because this is you know in his range of outcomes and because it's not like you know they have Amari cooper they don't have a ton of other pass catchers like it just makes sense i think he would be the top tight end ad after that uh, it's wide receivers, but honestly, there's really nothing at wide receiver that's all that high of a priority. Uh, it would really be more, you know, if someone is 70, 75% owned, but you're in the 25, 30% of leagues where they're not rostered, well, they're probably going to end up being your top priority. But among, you know, the wide receivers who aren't rostered in like 75% of leagues, I think the ones you're looking at are Zay Jones, Russell Gage, Pickens, Joshua Palmer, and Romeo Dobbs. That is a list that I would say I believe in like a mixture of short and long-term with a lean towards long-term. Again, we, we usually want to lean towards long-term players. You could add in, um, let's just say, Dorch, someone like that. And I know a lot of people want to add him. But Dorch is obviously a much like shorter-term play. In a few weeks, you're going to have Hopkins. You're going to have Rondell Moore to go along with Marquise Brown. Dorch 
plays what? 15% of the snaps at that point and gets one target each week. So it's like, yes, for the short term, but it's like tough because you're probably not playing Dorch. And then in like two to three weeks, he'll have no value at all. And maybe even like Rondo might return this week, but like maybe even, yeah, in two weeks, you might not be playing him at all. You might be benching him. So it's like, or even dropping him. So I would prefer to lean towards the players who I think long-term can break out. I think that Gage and Palmer, among the ones that I mentioned, are definitely leans towards the shorter term. So if you're in like an immediate situation, they're the two you're looking at more short term. uh, Because obviously like Gage has high value while the entire wide receiver core is hurt or suspended. Obviously Evans coming back, but they have a ton of injured wide receivers. So they need Gage on the field. And then Palmer, while Keenan Allen is out, is obviously going to have a much more expanded role. But I would say that Zay, Pickens, and and Dobbs are longer-term plays. And like I said, I, I prefer to roster them a little bit more. Uh, I mentioned Zay last week, uh, and I highlighted him as like a deep sleeper in the offseason. So I'm feeling good that he is breaking out right now. But the Jaguars' offense is so much better this season than they were last season. And that's especially true through the air like they were at least okay at times on the ground last year but they were a dumpster fire in the passing attack like you just couldn't do anything uh, with them through the air but now I mean they've supported multiple fantasy relevant wide receivers like each week like it's not necessarily the same person going off but every week there's like two of them that you're like I could have started this player and since all of the targets are going or at least like the wide receiver targets, are going to Kirk, Zay, Marvin. Like they're not really mixing in all that much behind them. It means that each of them has a lot of upside and honestly like a very, very solid floor. Like I don't know exactly what it is, but like Christian Kirk is like a top, what, eight wide receiver right now. Zay Jones is having a ton of targets. He's got red zone usage. Like you just want to roster these players and it's like everyone kind of attaches Jaguars and is like, oh, that's a fluke. Like the offense is looking better this week now we'll see if they can put it together again against the eagles this coming week but i would say if zay jones is free agent you want to be adding him outside of that uh again uh dobbs and pickens are a priority i would say that like while pickens is more talented and i think has longer term upside like the steelers offense needs to move on from trubisky i don't know when they're going to do that but they need to but even when they do they're going to be with Pickett, and that's a rookie quarterback, and we know that rookie quarterbacks typically do not support multiple fantasy-relevant receivers, and we know that Deontay Johnson will be ahead of Pickens for at least most of the season. I would say it's the most likely case is that it's all of the season, and so you probably just like, there's just like a capped upside to what George Pickens can really do, again, even though he's a supremely talented player. But Dobbs, on the other hand, like, He's got Aaron Rodgers, and while I really do think Lazard soon is going to be used more than Dobbs, and we've got you know Christian Watson, he's going to come back from injury. He's going to take snaps away. So like obviously this last week, you know the matchup leans towards the air. Um, they have all of these injuries. Like it was set up really well for Dobbs to produce. Even knowing that it's Aaron Rodgers, it's the Packers' offense. I'd still prefer a piece of that than I would the Steelers. As for quarterbacks, only two names this week. Um, Quarterback has been very difficult this season. Basically, if you don't have Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, or Jalen Hurts, like you don't have one of those three, 
it is basically like everyone else. Now, obviously, you know, you've got higher end players like when Herbert is like more back from the injury, um, random spiked weeks from Mahomes, like you're going to have good players behind that. But it's like those three and then a cliff into everyone else. And so this isn't a trade video, but you know, you might want to start like looking to trade for those quarterbacks. I know it's like impossible to do so, but if you can, you might want to do it because it's like a huge edge this season having them. But I think the larger point is there's not going to be that much on free agency, but I wouldn't worry too much because the difference between like the quarterback eight, nine, 10 each week and the quarterback 14, 15 is not going to be that massive. So you're really just going to be streaming the position if you don't have a higher end option. Uh, but again, two names that are on free agency in a lot of lists or a lot of leagues. Um, and they're going to have like pretty solid production. Trevor Lawrence, Marcus Mariota, like I said, Lawrence, he's looked good this season. Uh, he just ripped apart like a very good Chargers defense, even on the road. So again, like I said, faces the Eagles this week. I think that's like the true test. If the Jaguars offense looks good against the Eagles, who have held the Vikings and Commanders to 15 combined points in the last two weeks, I'm going to be impressed, and we're going to gain a lot of confidence in them throughout the rest of the season. Uh, so we'll see if that happens. I don't know that Lawrence is going to be like a high-end play this next week, but like there's a chance that he looks at least decent against them, throws for like, you know, 225, two touchdowns. And we're looking at this like, he, you know, he's performed well against the Chargers and the Eagles in back-to-back -back weeks. I mean, he might be someone we're starting down the stretch. So I think you want to be adding him if you need someone. Obviously, if, like, if you have Josh Allen, don't, you don't need to add anyone. Um, and then Mariota. Like I said last week, mobile quarterbacks, cheat code, or I've said forever, and mobile quarterbacks are a cheat code in fantasy. And while he's not as mobile as Jalen Hurts, Lamar, Josh Allen, uh, he still has some mobility. He'll score some rushing touchdowns, get some rushing yards. Uh, he's like a good high-end quarterback, too, in most matchups. For defenses this week, four names. Eagles, Chargers, Rams, and Dolphins. Eagles are the top ad uh, because they are... Not really a streaming defense. They're one of the very few defenses that I think this season, you're just starting them. Every single week, you can play the Eagles defense. So if they're available, get them. Then the Chargers, Rams, and Dolphins. Um, they are more streaming defenses, but they all have like at least okay matchups this week and are like good defenses in general. Like this isn't like, oh, stream the Jets this week. Like these are, these are good defenses. I know the Chargers didn't look good last week. They're still a good defense. So we've got Chargers at the Texans. You've got Rams at the 49ers. They didn't look so hot uh, on Monday night or on Sunday night. Yes, tonight's Monday night. And then the Dolphins at the Bengals. And the Bengals have, you know, they'll put it together at some point, but they have not looked good this season. Dolphins are a really solid defense. So if you're streaming, I think I would order them Eagles, Chargers, Rams then Dolphins but you know I would say like Eagles are first and then after that it really comes down to your preference who would you prefer to play this week who do you have confidence in I don't think there's a lot separating them it'll really come down to like who gets lucky with like a fumble recovery who happens to score a touchdown tough to predict that sort of thing so I would say just take your preference between the final three so by request, we will again end this video with some players I think are droppable in most leagues. Again, every league is different. Every league has like different levels of competitiveness, but then also just different league sizes. And so I would rather you just look at my rest of the season rankings when deciding who to drop. It's updated every 
Tuesday like afternoon to night. So don't check now. Check like tomorrow in the afternoon. Uh, there'll be a timestamp so you can see when it has been updated for this week. But assuming like a normal league, just like your average league, normal competitiveness around like a 12-team league, um, players that are rostered in at least 25% of leagues who I would be fine dropping are Sky Moore, Noah Fant, Mecole Hardman, Cole Clement, Kadarius Toney, Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, Dawson Knox, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney. So that'll do it for the week four waiver wire video. I have a much more expanded list on my website. So if you're in a deeper league, you're in a more competitive league, and you're like, oh no, all these players are already rostered, uh, you can see more players on the chart over there. Uh, and then you can also see the rest of the rankings. You know, you can find, um, oh hey, I have a player ranked. 120th, someone who's 100th is on free agency. I would rather you roster the player that is higher in the rest of season rankings. You can also figure it out that way. Again, check that tomorrow. So I'll be back Wednesday to go over the top trade targets for week four. Thursday, running back starts and sits. Friday, wide receiver starts and sits. And then Saturday to go over my favorite plays of the week. Now, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.